you have your Bibles, turn to Philippians chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 10 through 14. Can you put my big idea on the screen, please, sir? So you heard the scripture reading, and you saw the video, and here's the big idea that the Lord showed me in this passage. It says, as believers, we should make it our life goal to pursue a deeper relationship with Jesus. We should make it our life goal to pursue a deeper relationship with Jesus. Somebody said, go for the goal. Go for the goal. We saw Shawnee and she went for the goal. All right? So go for the goal. So what, what passage we're looking at is part of a letter that Paul wrote to a church in Philippi. And the church there consisted of mostly Gentiles who were of Roman descent. The city is a Roman colony, so the, the church was consisted of Romans and Greeks. So Paul is explaining to this church how to grow spiritually, grow deeper, how to mature. And because of the makeup of the church, he's using an illustration of a race, specifically an Olympic race, to get across his point. Now, the reason I wanted you to know that this church was outside of Rome was because the Olympics was, would be familiar to the people. The Olympics been going on way long before Christ was born. Did y'all know that? Olympics been going on a long, long time. So he uses this illustration of an Olympic game to explain and get across to these new Christian believers that they need to grow deeper. And here's, here's how you have to do it. It's like a race. And so here's what we have in the race. We have a goal, we have a line, a finish line, and then we have a runner. So two things, a runner and a finish line, a goal. Now, if we want to grow deeper, then we need to be in a race and we need to run for the goal line. So what was going on at this time was that Christianity was was new and it was young and and so there were lots of Jews that was still holding on to the law and to the rituals and the rites why because we know that Moses's law was given and and they were fall they were under under this these rituals and laws for many 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 years and then here comes Jesus Christ and he fulfilled all the laws, and then he died for their sins. And now, now um, the, the, the religion is Christianity. So now they don't have to follow the rules. They don't have to do the rituals because Christ did it all for them. All they have to do by faith is trust in Jesus Christ. So it's a new thing, and, and the Jews are still trying to hold on to some of those, those beliefs. So the thing that was going around at that time was 
that the Jews were trying to tell these Gentile believers that they needed to be circumcised. Okay, so Paul was like, well, we don't need to be circumcised in the physical because we've been circumcised in our heart. And so as he's teaching and explaining, he's letting these these new believers know, now, here's what needs to happen. We need to grow deeper. We need to know Christ for ourselves on another level. And so he's using the race. And he's saying, on your mark, get set, and let's go for the goal. Somebody say, go for the goal. As we saw Shawnee, she went for that goal line. Now, now what, what does that mean, the goal and, 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 and the runner? What is Paul trying to say? I'm going to ask that you put up my first point. If we look at verses 10 and 11, Paul is explaining, explaining it something like this. He said in verse 10, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings. I want to become like him in his death. And so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. And my first point would be this. As believers, we should come to know Jesus Christ personally and intimately. Okay, we're in this race. And the race is that we need to grow deeper. We need to know Christ. Okay? So let's look at that word know. Not N-O, but K-N-O-W. The, word, the Greek word for know, it, it has many different um, um, explanations, many different definitions. One is that um, it can be used as knowledge, like head knowledge, like classroom knowledge. Like we can grow to a knowledge of something, know about something. That's not what he's talking about. No, I want to know Christ. We can know something experientially through experiencing. Now that's what he's talking about. He's saying I want to know Christ for myself or like him. I want to not know about him, but I want to know him experientially. And then we can know something intimately. And that word know is also used when it has to do with sexual intercourse between, listen, a husband and a wife. A husband and a wife. So, uh, in the case of Mary and Joseph, when Mary was pregnant with Jesus, the word said that Joseph knew not Mary until after the baby was born. That means they didn't have sexual intercourse so intimately. Okay, he might be talking about that. I want to know Christ personally and intimately. Now, we just said there was a lot of false teachings going on, and, and, and some of it was not only about the circumcision, but also about the resurrection. Because there were some people going around saying that there was no resurrection of the dead. So, so Paul is saying, uh, I, I want to know Christ. 
I want to know the power that resurrected him. So in essence, he's dispelling falsehoods. One thing about knowing Christ is that he is real and he is truth. And so in the knowing, the knowing will teach us truth. The knowing will teach us how to be obedient. So Paul is saying, I want to know him. I want to know the power of his resurrection because he did die and he did raise again. He said, I want to share with him in the sufferings because he did suffer. He says that I want to become like him in death. If you know Paul, he spent a lot of time in other chapters talking about dying to Christ, dying in our flesh and living in the spirit. He says, so I want to know him and become like him. So that's personal and intimately. Amen? Okay, knowledge, knowing of him versus knowing. One thing about knowing is that it's our responsibility. He said, I know Christ, the active voice. And we know what the active voice means. It means that the subject is responsible for doing the action. So you and I have the responsibility to come to know Christ. And he's also using the aorist verb tense. I know that sounds weird, but, but what that means is there's no reference to time so, so as to when it's accomplished. So Paul, in using his illustration of a race, if you're running toward the goal, he's saying the closer you get to the goal, the more of your knowing. It's becoming deeper. It's becoming more stronger. We can know Christ on our way, on our continuum, on our journey. Amen. I need y'all to say amen back to me. I know you get me. Okay? So Paul is saying we need to know Christ. We need to dispel false teachings if we become closer, if we become, if we know him better. Now, one thing about Paul, he understood the Jewish teachings because, as he says earlier in the scripture, I was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. He says, he says that I was a Pharisee. And he says that I was circumcised on the eighth day, and I was born from the tribe of Benjamin, which is the elite tribe. He says, so I know all about this physical, self-serving uh, rituals. He said, but then I, I found Jesus, and I began to know him, and all these things were garbage. All these things was like dung or boo-boo, doo-doo, okay? Because knowing Christ is my life's goal. So go for the goal. Go for the goal. Go for the goal to, dis to dispel all the deception and the deceit. There's so much deception and deceit going on nowadays. Would you not agree? I'm surprised we're not physically seeing people running to church, running, grabbing Bibles off the shelf, because knowing Christ, it brings about truth. So we should come to know Christ personally, intimately, intimately, not knowledge, but knowing. Some of you have a knowledge that Patrice is my daughter. You have a knowledge. You see her on the worship team. You see her praise dancing. It looks like to you that she's a worshiper. 
but I know tree. You have a knowledge of Patrice, but I know tree. Okay? And I know her because I birthed her, because I raised her, because I love her, because I took, I, I took time with her, I spend time with her. I know better than you if she's a worshiper. I know better than you if she loves God. If you were to tell me something about her, I would know if it was true or false. That's knowing versus knowledge. Paul said, I want to know Christ. I want to know him. I don't want to just have knowledge about him. I have a friend that I work with. He's a Muslim. And he, we and him talk religion. And so he says, well, Karen, you know, Jesus is a prophet like the prophet Muhammad. And he said, and he is born of a virgin. He said, but he didn't die. He's still alive. He never died. He is coming back again. And I was like, okay, knowledge. But let me tell you something. I know Jesus. I have a personal relationship with him. Because when I started out, he saved me from a burning hell. So I know him. And he's not a prophet. He is the son of the living God. And yes, he is born of a virgin. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. He lived on this earth, and he was sinless. I know him because <laughs> I know him because he 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 throwing me up. He want me to run because he know I've been out of breath all morning. <laughs> See, I know him personally and intimately because he is the son of God and he's fully God and he's fully man all in one person. And then I heard that he was a mother to the motherless, but when my mama died, I know for myself he's a mother to the motherless. And I heard that he was a doctor in the sick room. But when my daddy, my husband, and my son got sick all at the same time, I know that he's a doctor in the sick room. Yeah, that's, that's knowing versus knowledge. Yeah, I got a personal relationship with him. And it's real. And it's intimate. And can't no devil in hell tell me nothing about Jesus that he is just a prophet. Yeah, he's real. He's real. Go, say, go for the goal. Go for the goal. Okay, so Paul, so Paul, you want us to know God. You want us to know Christ on a deeper level. You want us to grow spiritually. So what do we do? I mean, I mean, how do you do that? He said it ain't going to happen overnight. <laughs> it just don't happen. It's, it's a lifelong thing. He said, but we have to make Jesus the goal or the goal marker, and then we have to pursue after him. That's my point, too. We should make Jesus the goal so we can pursue after him. Verses 12 and 13, it says, Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, saying my goal, my goal. 
but I press. Say press. I press. I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. It ain't happening overnight. He said, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward to what is ahead. Yeah, I press. Go for the goal. Okay, so Paul, at the time of this writing, had been in this race about 25 years. And he's saying, but I have not achieved. I have not. I'm still maturing. It's a lifelong thing. Yeah, it's a lifelong thing. So, so, so here's what we have to do. We have to press. And I'm not talking about over no wrinkled clothes either. <laughs> that word press, it means to pursue, to follow, to press hard, to chase down like a criminal, to chase down like Von Miller chases down those quarterbacks with zeal, with intensity. These words he's using, they, they're, they're not soft words. He's saying, I press. I have to press after that which has taken hold of me. He said that Christ grabbed him up. Y'all know how Von Miller do. He lets nothing get in his way. He, he grabs, he chases after the quarterback until he grabs hold of him. That's the kind of press Paul is talking about. It, it gives you progress if you press like that. It moves you forward. The other day I was talking to my son and, and he told me that his dog had ran away. And he was really hurt about it because he loves his dog. He said they were at the park and the dog started running. And he said his first instinct was to chase after him. So he pursued after his dog on foot because he loves his dog. And he has a relationship with his dog. And he couldn't catch him, so he got in his car and he tried to head him off. He was pursuing after that that he loved. And then when he still couldn't catch him, he, he went home and got somebody else and came back. And he kept coming back to the park, looking, pursuing, trying to find his, his animal. And so all night, no dog. The next morning, he left the door open, no dog. He went back. He went to the dog pound to see if somebody had turned him in. But he had, the dog had a chip in, it, in him. So he went to the dog pound and he updated. I don't even know if it's called dog pound no more. Y'all know I'm old. <laughs> so he, he went and, and updated his information. But he kept on pressing and pursuing. And guess what happened? Somebody had found the dog and they scanned the chip and got his information. And he was able to get his dog back. Because you know why? It was in the press. He was pursuing, chasing after so Paul says, I must press after the goal. What is that goal? Yeah, we used to make a line in the, in the dirt when we were young, right? And that would be the finish line, right? So what is a goal? What is a goal? 
It's like a target. It's, it's something that we can put our attention on. It's a distant marker. It's like a focus point. And so if Jesus is our goal, our distant marker, Paul is saying, pursue after, pursue after that Jesus, pursue after that goal, go after him, because he came after me, and I'm going to go after him just the same way that he came after me. I'm going to pursue so I can know him and I can grow deeper. When we just saw that video, that Shawnee, man, she wanted to win, didn't she? She pressed and pursued, and her focus was on that line. You didn't see her looking around. She was focused on that goal line. And although she probably knew what was around her, she dived to get that, to, to grab hold to that thing that she was focused on. There's an um, experiment, and I believe I, I shared this with you all before. There's an experiment that, and you can Google it, that a person that's blindfolded cannot walk in a straight line. Google it. Cannot. So they did an a, a experiment and blindfolded a, a person and told them to walk in a straight line. And what would happen is they would tend to turn to the right. And then they would tend to go in a circle and end up right back where they were. And they didn't even know it. They thought they were walking in a straight line. But they were blindfolded. And so they would draw, they drew the path and it was like this. And they said because humans don't have anything in them to walk in a straight line when they're blindfolded. They need a focal point like the sun or the moon or a mountaintop. And so if Christ is our goal, have you ever, have you ever find yourself right back where you started from? Have you ever been seeking God for something and then you were right back there? Have you ever found yourself with the same kind of man or woman? Have you ever found yourself trying to get delivered for something, but then you were right back there? I don't know the situation, but we've all been there. We've all wanted something. And so what God might be saying is take off the blindfold and focus on your goal. Focus on your goal. This is your, fo this is your focus point, Jesus Christ. And knowing him, and knowing him in the power of his resurrection. Okay, so Paul, how do we, how do we pursue him? How do we make him our goal? He said, one thing I do, one thing I do, forget those things that are behind me. Okay, he talked earlier in this passage about all his, his accomplishments and even some of the things he did wrong. You know, he persecuted the church, but he talked about sometimes we still try to hold on to, to, to things of the past, whether good or bad. We try to hold on to our, our stuff and our things, and Paul is saying, forget those things. Now, I don't think he means don't be aware of them, but don't let them distract you. 
okay? See, Shanae, I'm sure she saw Allison Felix in her peripheral vision. I'm sure he, she saw these other racers all around her, but, but she wasn't looking around. She wasn't being distracted. And I, I never ran track, but I'm, I understand that, that a track person, a runner, is taught just to focus on the goal line. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. Don't look around you because it's going to distract you and get you off track. So Paul said, forget those things. They're, they're garbage. I just want to know Christ. I want to know him. I want to know truth. I want to know the real, real. Yeah, I don't want to hear about the okey-doke. I don't want to fall for the okey-doke. I just want to know Christ. He says, strain ahead. I don't know what straining might be because I get out of breath, but I know that lady, she was straining forward so that she dived across. That was a good illustration for me. Strain ahead. Yeah, we should make Jesus the goal that we pursue after. Somebody say, go for the goal. Go for the goal. So how do we make Jesus our goal? Let's see. We can read. We can study the word. Let me get here to my line. We can read. We can study the word. Yeah, we can, we can have some Christian friends, surround ourselves with Christian friends. We can pray more. We can get involved in, in the work of the church. We got to know Christ. We got to be desperate for him. We got to be seeking and running and pursuing and chasing after him. There's so much we can do because it's in the press. It's in the press. So why do you think Paul is so relentless about pursuing Christ? Motivation. <clears throat> Motivation. He has to be motivated, right? This is a lifelong race. You could easily get demotivated, but here's his motivation. <clears throat> he says, I press on, verse 14, toward the goal to win the prize. Somebody say prize. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ. Somebody say prize. Yeah, now there's a difference between the goal and the prize. Somebody say prize. Yeah, the, the runner can't be focused solely on the prize because if so, then they wouldn't just run the race. They go right to the prize but they have to focus on the goal in order to win the prize, all right? So his motivation comes, my third point, motivation should come from knowing, go back one, our motivation should come from knowing that heaven is our ultimate prize. Amen? One of the commentators said that Paul Paul was writing this letter and explaining from the perspective of the end of the race rather than from the beginning. That was his motivation. And guess what, y'all? We know the end. And so since we already know what the end is going to be, then we should be motivated to run on to reach our goal because we already know that we win. 
we win. Okay? So the ancient Olympic Games, what would happen is the winners would be called up to the podium by the emperor. And he would give them this olive leaf wreath or crown. And in this passage, Paul said, I'm going a, a step further. He said, I'm pressing toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me up heavenward. And so our God, our King of kings, our Lord of lords, our emperor of emperors, yeah, is going to call us up. And then our crown is not that that will be corruptible, but an eternal reward. When we when we've achieved our goal, that means that we're going to see Jesus fully and completely face to face. And so as long as we know that we win, then that journey and that road and that race that we're on, we ought to be motivated to run on and don't look back. So go for the goal. Whenever there's the Olympics, Amer I know I do in America, we're always saying, oh, go for the gold, G-O-L-D. We want to win the gold. We want to win the gold. But the athletes, they can't, it's in the back of their mind, but their, their focus is on the gold so they can go for the gold. Our Christian maturity, it's, it's a progress. It's a work in progress, and it's between God and man. And so it's not, not going to be an overnight thing. We got to keep pressing. We got to keep moving forward. We got to keep chasing after Christ so we can get the prize that has been promised to us. Paul said to Timothy at the end of his journey when he was about to die, he said, I fought the good fight. He said, I finished the race. He said, I kept the faith. Now here, now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, who is the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And he said, and it's not only just for me, but also all who have longed for his appearing. We win. We win. Go for the goal. Heaven is the ultimate prize. One thing about goals, and we're still in January. I know, I know sometimes Christians, we don't want to say we make resolutions. But when you make your resolution, <laughs> you know, the number one really should be to know Christ. It really should be to mature. It really should be to grow deeper in Christ. We know it's a lifelong journey, but the word says that seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto us. If we put him first, we won't be distracted by the okey-doke. We won't be blinded by lies and deceit. We will be able to, all the other things that we want to do. Some of mine was losing weight. Some of mine was... Um, I'm focusing more on God. I mean, it wasn't even first, but now it is. Now it is because I know that if I do that, everything else will begin to fall in place. And so goals give us something to look forward to. Goals give us hope. 
goals give us something in our mind and our head to focus on. And so when we get to the end, when we've achieved our goal, we're going to hear our, 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 our mighty God say, servant, well done. Come on up a little bit higher. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. He said, do you believe this? See, that was some of the false teaching that, that, that there was no resurrection. But when we know Christ, all the false teaching is, is, is put away. We, we won't fall for that. We won't fall for deceit. Um, Christ also says in his word, he says, I am Alpha and I am Omega. I am the beginning and I am the end. He wants us to come on up. He wants, he wants to give us the living water where we won't thirst anymore. He said it won't cost you anything. It's free. He said those who are victorious will inherit it. He says, and I'll be their God and they'll be my children. Do you want to know God like that? Do you want to run the race? Do you want to run the race? You will get tired. You will get tired. But remember, it's in the press. It's in the press. You will get, dis you will get distracted sometimes. But Paul said, forget those things. Strain forward. That's how we do it. That's how we reach it. Hallelujah. So I'm going to ask you right now. I'm about done. I, I'm out of breath, too. <laughs> I'm going to ask the worship team to come on up. Yeah, I'm about done. I'm going to ask everybody to stand to their feet. Because I'm sure there's somebody here that don't know Christ like that. They might have a knowledge, you know, the world has a general knowledge that there is a God, that there is something. But they don't know Christ like that. Personally, intimately, that he's real. Some things are going to be hard to understand if you don't know him like that. If you don't have the Holy Spirit living in you to help So it might be somebody that don't know him like that or somebody that's just stagnant, that's still here. Or somebody that's blindfolded and they're trying to go right. They're trying to walk straight and they don't realize that they just, they're just going in a circle, doing the same old thing. There might be somebody like that that wants to take the blindfold off and, 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 and put their focus, put their focus on the finish line, on the marker. And if that's you, I'm saying don't be ashamed. Come on and get and talk to one of these prayer warriors that are here at the altar.